morning. Everyone looks lovely. <laughs> I pray that you come expecting this morning because I am expecting to see miracles, signs, and wonders. We just praise you this morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you. And for those watching online, we um, you too can expect to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Yes. Let's confess our vision this morning. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who will align to the word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Psalm 100, uh, verse 1 through 5 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is, who, it is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So this morning, let's shout, let's shout for joy to the Lord. And let's worship him this morning with gladness. And let's come into his courts. With thanks, his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise this morning. And let's just worship him. Father God, we thank you for your wonderful presence in this place, Lord. Father, we thank you that your word says that we're two or more together in your name. You are there. So we know we cannot see you with our eyes, Father. But we know that you're here. We can sense your, your presence in this place, Lord. And Father, I know you gave us the Holy Spirit. We thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit that we can just yield to him. And we are able to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. And we just worship you this morning, Father. We just thank you for giving us your son. So we are able to do all things through you. And we just worship you and honor you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. Good. You can go ahead and play. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Thank you for fighting for us, Lord. Oh, we overcome anything through you, Lord, because you fight for us, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. He has overcome. 
worship you. You're so good. Oh, you've been so good. I've seen your goodness on the mountain. Felt your love within the valley. still surrounds me. God, you've been good to me. Oh, you've been good to me. Oh, I see your goodness on the mountain. I feel your love within the valley. And your grace still surrounds me. You've been good to me. Oh, you've been good to me.
Worship him this morning. You don't need music. You don't need instruments. You've got your voice. Amen. You've got your voice. Hallelujah. He's given you a voice. You have breath in your lungs. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. We give you all the glory and the honor this morning. You are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. Your mercy endures forever, Lord. Your mercy endures forever, Lord. Hallelujah. We love and we honor you in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we love you. And we declare that your love endures forever and ever. We can't help but give you praise. We can't help but get excited about you. We can't, get, we can't help but get excited about your wisdom and your ways. We can't help but get excited and praise you, Father God, with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, with all of our beings. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say it with me. Say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Come on, one more time. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Come on and give him praise for it this morning. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. You know, every time we sing the bridge of that song, I just get excited. Because it talks about our dreams being fulfilled. Amen? And come what may, we're on the word to stay. Amen? We're on the word of God. A sure and steady and firm foundation that'll never fail us. No, not once. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word of God is life to us. 
and healing and health to our whole bodies. Amen? So we receive that this morning. Do you receive that this morning? Say, I receive it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on and greet one another this morning and you may be seated. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We're going to move into our announcements this morning. My name is Nasha Barton. I'll be giving announcements. Um, I would like to first start off with the water baptism that will take place next Sunday after service. It has been moved, however, to Tracy's home, okay? So we will not be doing it um, at our first location. You can still sign up. There's a sign up in the back. Uh, we'll be teaching, Pastor Maria will be teaching on water baptism next Sunday. So come expecting, and then we'll follow it with the water baptism. Amen. So sign up if you haven't. There's still time. All right, we're moving on to August 21st. There's a women's group lunching at Donna's house. Get excited about that. All right, it's been a little while since we met, so I'm excited. Um, there's a long list, so a lot of ladies are um, are. Um, going to attend, but if you haven't signed up, there's still time for that, all right? And on August 29th, Pastor Ray Jean Wilson will be in the building, all right? Amen. Get excited about that. Invite somebody out, and following the service, there will be a catered barbecue right outside, so it's going to be like a picnic with all your church family and friends. We're going to invite the neighborhood out, and we're going to have a great time on August the 29th. Amen? Amen. I'm turning the service over to Ivan. He's coming up. Let's receive him with an amen and a hand clap. Good morning, everyone. Are you ready to give? I haven't heard the exciting yet. Are you ready to give? Yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, you can raise your hands and I should give you an offering envelope in your hand. Today is a mission Sunday, so remember uh, our missionaries in Cavert Islands. Uh, is uh, Enrico and his wife. I have a picture. We can put a picture. Yeah, that's them right there. Uh, they're doing awesome work with God, and they're doing their. And, and thanks for your faithful giving towards that. They're helping, teaching, and guiding people with the word of God everywhere they go. They have a heart for the people and God. And we can see right in the Facebook page, uh, right in the top of the page, Eric wrote, I love to do something nice to make people happy and to honor God. Feel free to look them up on Facebook. 
uh, under his name, Eric Lomba, to see the, the impact they they do in the communities in Cape Verde Island. If you want to sow your seeds toward that on this ministry, just specify on the envelope that the mission is for uh, Sunday on your giving. And thank you for your faithful giving towards that ministry. In 1 Corinthians 9.6, it says, Remember that the person who plants few seeds will have small crop, but the one who plants many seeds will have a large crop. So how much do you want it? Do you want a small blessing or you want many blessings? So your giving will reflect on your receiving. Second Corinthians 9, 7 says, you should each, each give then as you have decided, not with regret or out of sense of duty. For God loves the one who gives gladly. Our giving should be freely as the Spirit leads, without any pressure or influence. Second Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to give you more than you need. So that you will always have all that you need for yourself and for more than enough for every good cause. When you freely give to God, He is able to bless you without measure. Not just yourself, but also for every good cause. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 11.25 says, Be generous and you will be prosperous. Help others and you will be helped. When you have a given heart, God will see it, and he will never let you go without it. Amen? Luke 6.38, give to others, and God will give to you. Indeed, you will receive a full measure, a generous helping, pour out into your hands all that you can hold. The measure you use for others, the measure God will use for you. God wants to bless us according to what we bless others. Second Corinthians 2.9, and God will supply the seed for the sower and bread to eat. Also supply all, that you, all the seed that you need and you will make it grow and produce a rich harvest from your generosity. The seed that we, we are sowing is the same seed God, God bless us with to begin with. So it is fair to say that everything we have is because God has given it to us. And thank you for all your faithful giving towards our roof and our goal of 500 each week. And let's stand so we can read the offering confession, please. You ready? Let's go. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, commissions, settlements, estates, and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, that's demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing to our hands great big seed 
and moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvest angels, go get it and bring it to us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Please come up in the front and release your offering and tithing to the Lord. Now hand it over to Pastor Maria. She'll pray for the offering. Thank, Thank you, you, Mr. Ivan. Blessings to you this morning. Thank you so much. Glory to God. I'm so glad that we have the opportunity and the privilege to give. Amen? We don't have to give, we get to give. Father, I thank you for every single person who has sowed both in this house and online. We thank you, Father, for your blessing upon their lives. We thank you that we are working the word concerning giving and receiving. And as sure as there is heat in the summer and cold in the winter, there is blessing to those who give. I thank you, Father, that we are the blessed of the Lord. The blessing is working in our lives. In Jesus' name, I thank you that you multiply this seed that we sow. You increase the fruits of our righteousness, and you make all grace abound towards us. In Jesus' name, we give all the glory and honor and praise to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for coming this morning, and thank you to those who have joined us online. Thank you for your faithfulness and just hooking up with us. I know, uh, you know, that's the next best thing to in-person. Amen? It's not the best thing. The best thing is in-person. But the next best thing, I thank God for technology and when it works right so we can uh, connect together. We are one in the Spirit and one in the Lord. Amen? Bless the Lord. Well, we have a treat this morning. We have Mr. Steve Higgins back with us. Uh, those of you who were here a couple Wednesdays ago when Pastor Gary Cassie was with us, Steve was here with us as well. And you heard from him just a little bit. And he kind of shared a little bit of his testimony, but he's going to share more of that uh, with us today. His son, Kyle, is also with us this morning. You may have met him in the back. <laughs> Welcome this morning. And uh, they're going to be with us during this week. If you didn't get an opportunity to sign up, Steve will talk more about that. But he's just going to come. We've given him liberty. You take your time. You do whatever God has you to do this morning. Alrighty. Hallelujah. All righty. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for coming back. Uh, you heard me once, and you came back, so I'm really excited about that. But thank you, Pastor Maria, and thank you for the entire team here it's just such an honor and privilege to be able to be here. And, you know, when I came, when I came in and I walked through the door, you know, it's just, you've just, when you're in Father's house, you're home. And it doesn't matter where you're at. If it's Father's house, you feel that presence of God in your home. And so I, I enjoyed that walking in today. And, and, of course, praise and worship was just outstanding. We just love coming before the Lord and getting in His presence. And that's where it all starts. And if I could have a prosecutor to prosecute a case of how giving and receiving and how finances in the kingdom work, I would want the attorney Ivan to represent that case, 
Okay, because we just got it. We got the whole course. He laid it out. He provided the evidence straight out of the source document, which is the Word of God. This is how it works. This is the supernatural delivery of how finances work in the kingdom. And yet you may open your wallet or you may check that bank account balance after service and say, hmm, now wait a minute here. I, I, heard the, I heard the case presented and I'm fully persuaded in agreement with that. But the practical evidence, I'm not seeing it. And so what we hope to do and what Pastor Gary's message that he started uh, and, and finished there uh, that Wednesday night and, of course, resources you can always get a hold of. But that whole understanding is we have to, we have to be fully persuaded by the spiritual. We have to stand on the Word of God in those legal source documents to understand how the spiritual works. But then we also have to apply the practical. You know, God says he can't, you know, God can't bless the work of your hands if your hands aren't working. If you don't have, you know, if you don't have seed in the soil, what are you expecting a harvest for? You just believing for one? You know, that's not how it works. That's not how it operates. And so we have to get the practical and the spiritual. And when we combine those things, that's when we have supernatural results. So I say this from a much different place than I can from 10 years ago. A little over 10 years ago, about 11 and a half at this point, many of you might have been impacted by the collapse of the housing market and the financial markets of 2008. Some people can go back and mark their start of challenges to 2001, and some people might just be experiencing their first challenge in the last 12 to 18 months. But the bottom line is the enemy comes to steal and destroy, according to John 10.10, and he's not going to stop now. You know, it's not going to be what's going to come next. Something's going to come next. He's going to, he has the legal authority in the earth realm to constantly come against us. The issue is, do we have the proper equipping to be able to trample on that, to be able to overcome on that, to be able to fly above the clouds on that? And so that's, that's what we have to prepare for. And so I wasn't prepared. I was saved. Just a little bit of background on, uh, and I, I want to preface this by saying, I'm sorry, I have no deer stories. So... <laughs> So there'll be no guns involved today, no hunting stories. I'm sorry, that's all Pastor Gary's that story. But you know what? Those stories caught my attention at a very important part of my life. Because you know what? Everybody's hunting for something. You may not be hunting for a deer, but you may be hunting for a job, or you may be hunting for how are you going to pay for retirement when you're 55 years old and you have $500 in the bank. You may be hunting for food for your kids or opportunities or you you're, everybody's hunting for something the issue of pastor Gary's message is how can you know with absolute certainty that when you pray you have exactly what you ask for the bible says that we believe it so if it's not happening we need to be asking some questions yeah. either god's a liar or the disconnect might be on our end and we need to figure out some solutions right and so this this you know when i just to go back and give a little bit more background i couldn't do that night uh, 2008 happened. I was a builder. My wife was a realtor. We were headed for an early retirement. We'd be retired in our 50s, multimillionaires. And we saw, you know, we had done that a different way, not a kingdom way. Now, we would both receive salvation. I received salvation in the third grade when my teacher caught me and a friend playing cards. And uh, she, she brought, you know, that you talk about a come to Jesus moment. She brought that moment up on us. But you know what? A combination of that moment and a movie that I had seen called A Thief in the Night that just scared the tar out of me, okay? And of course, at that time, you'd watch this movie for any of you. Many of you might not have seen that movie, but you'd say, oh, that could never happen. Folks, we're living it. 
It's happening right now. We're seeing it, the, the things that we're seeing in that movie, we are seeing uh, in full living color today. But those two things combined had this little third grader going, it's time for me to find the salvation. And so I received salvation. And the Holy Spirit came in me at that moment. And that was awesome. I went to a Christian school. I was raised in a Christian home. And that was all great. But you know what I saw every Sunday? I saw my dad, who was a mail carrier, my mom, who was a school administrator, sitting over the dining room table. My dad's face in his hands and a pen trying to, with, on the back of a bill envelope, just trying to add it up, trying to figure out how to eke out one more week of life, how to pay for a family, how to be able to survive. And, and I looked at that and I said, well, wait a minute. We just got back from church. We were praising and giving God glory, and this was amazing. And now they're starting to fight. She's, you know, she's spending too much. You know, he's, you know, he's not making enough. You know, and I don't want that. So as I got older and older, I stopped keeping my eyes on the Word of God because I didn't see the evidence. I saw strife and anxiety. I saw those challenges. And I said, I don't want that. So I turned my eyes to the world to say, okay, well, how? I don't want to live under that stress and pressure. So what can I find out in the world? Little did I know that one of the first people I turned my eyes to would be the 45th president, but at that time I saw a real estate mogul. I saw him having big buildings, lots of fame, lots of money. I said, he's got it figured out. And then I saw this other person over here and this other person over there, and I started to say, they've got the answer. They've got the... And so I stopped serving God, and I stopped living for God, and I started building the kingdom of self, the kingdom of wealth for my family. If it was going to be, it was going to be up to me. And so that's what I put all my efforts in, self-help tapes, Tony Robbins, all this rubbish. But I put this stuff in me to try to have those results that I saw in the world. And every time I did, I just put another layer of concrete around my heart, another layer of concrete around my heart without knowing it. On the outside, people say, he's a great guy, he's a great provider, a nice family. But in the inside, I was getting further and further away from God. Praise God that the Holy Spirit says he'll never leave you or forsake you. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I hate to think of the places I took, took God over those years, but praise God, He never left me or forsake me. And, and in that situation, over those years, everything looked fine until 2008. When the market collapses, we went from that hopeful future to overnight, broke, had to lay off 88 employees, 300 subcontractors, look in the eyes of each and every one of them. Many guys who'd been at the job for three times longer than I even owned the company and had, it, had to look at them and say, I'm sorry, we're, we're done. We can't, we can't continue. And then looking at our own situation. And so we went from being out of debt to now we were buried in a half million dollars of debt. Well, I'll tell you, when that happens in a relationship, that's when the cracks start to come to the surface. Just like I'd seen with my parents. That's where the bickering and fighting started. That's where I would come home and come through the door, veins bursting out of my head, you know, yelling about, why are all the lights on in the house? You know, do you know our electric bill was $600? What is the matter with you people? And meanwhile, my wife and the three boys would be under the covers in a dark room with the air conditioning at like 40 degrees. You could freeze ice in the bedroom. And th they got TVs on. Then all three boys had their video games paused because they didn't want to leave their spot because mom made them get in bed to watch a movie with her. So they had all the screens paused on these big flat panel TVs. So you might say, well, you had every right to be yelling at those people. But did I? And why was I yelling? And were they right? You see, the issue is, I, my wife looked at me and thought, 
What's my, I need to just figure out this problem and solve it and make more money. I thought she needed to stop spending so much money on useless things like clothing and shoes for the children, you know? She, you know and she, my wife is very frugal. You got to tell you that right now. She is not somebody that goes out and just blows money every which way. She's very frugal, but she still was spending more than we had. And so the enemy used that moment to destroy everything as best as he could. So he attacks the relationship, puts fear in the eyes of the children. In fact, I, you know, my son Kyle that's with us, he's our middle son, he got front row seats to this whole show. He got to see the rise, he got to see the collapse, and he got to see the restoration, praise God. But the issue is that youngest son, Carter, who's not with us today, but Carter, at 10 years old, stood in the living room because we had reached a point, as I shared last time, we just both wanted death. We were both in deep depression. We believed that the other person and the children would be better if one of us was gone. That's where we had gotten to, is that point where we really felt. Now, in truth, we were just being selfish because we just wanted it to stop and we wanted a, a, a way of escape. But that's where we were, and we had been talking about those kind of things in an argument, and the 10-year-old son grabbed each of our hands. He says, you're not going anywhere. And praise God for that little boy, because in that moment, it anchored us to something. Now, that was God working in something I didn't understand at the moment, but I did years later. But not too much after that, we, you know, we were just struggling along. Marriage was all but finished. Finances were done. And what happened was, is a guy came up to me at a banquet, a little football banquet. He says, oh, hey, have you tried my wife's pistachio cupcakes? I'm like, no, I don't even know. I've never had pistachio. I don't know if I like that, but no, thank you. And I tried to mind my own business. And then he just sits himself down like he had an invitation. I just wanted to get out of that football banquet and get back to my job so I could continue to survive somehow. And uh, my wife had made me go to this thing anyhow. And this guy's like, no, hey, have you ever gone to this church? And they named this church. He says, you ever been there? I said, no, no. And he just kept pushing. And he goes, and, and I, we got ready to get in the car to leave. I told my wife, I said, don't give that, don't tell that guy my name or anything. He's nuts. I mean, he was driving me nuts there, talking about his church. It's incredible. God's amazing. Yeah, that's all fine. But whatever. You, she goes, oh wow, I just gave him your phone, cell phone number. <laughs> oh dear. So this guy calls and calls and calls, and I finally told him, I said, Dave, look, we're in a really tough place right now. I'm just hanging on by a thread, and I really don't want you to call anymore. But here's what deal. We will come visit your church one time, one time, as long as you promise me to never call me again. And he laughed. I said, no, I'm dead serious. I don't really want to know you. I don't know you. Uh, and I figured this guy, he wanted to do one of two things. He wanted me to join some multi-level marketing opportunity or he wanted me to buy insurance because nobody's this excited about their church. And, and this, this is where I was coming from. But we went to the church and it was Pastor Gary's church, Faith Life Church, but we went there. And if you're saved and you step into a church, you can't help but feel the conviction, okay, <laughs> and the presence. And for me, as hard as that layers of concrete was, it didn't matter. The Holy Spirit in me just started banging on that concrete, banging, shaking, shaking. And so we went there, that first service, and when we left, I looked at my wife, I said, what'd you think? She said it was fine. She said, what'd you think? I said, it was fine. We looked back at that 10-year-old boy. He said, it was amazing. We sang songs and we played games and we did. It was incredible. I said, well, I guess we're stuck. Because even though we thought our life was over, we owed it to these three boys that they had a future. And we loved those boys so much that that's what we wanted, even though we cared very little for each other at the time. And so that's where we were. So we kept going back. And about the fourth or fifth time, the Holy Spirit finally moved in me and said, okay, the walls are coming down. 
and I slipped up and, and recommitted my life to the Lord. I'd already received salvation, but I wasn't having any impact. I, you know, I was exactly where Satan wanted me. He already lost me for eternity, but he didn't want me to cause any fuss out there helping others receive the good news of the kingdom. So when I heard that about the third service, we were ready to lose. I leave. I found my way out. All three services, this Gary Kasika fellow kept talking about money, 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 money. Money this, money that. Money. You don't talk about money in the church, right? And you're just hush, hush, keep it. And money, money, money. I was like, yep, see this guy, he just wants our money. We got to get out of here. So I went to the bookstore. I said, I'm going to check things out, though, because he's talking about money, but it sounds like a little bit different than what I've heard on prosperity preaching TV and stuff like that. I heard something just a little bit different. And so I go to the bookstore, and I asked the poor clerk. I said, look, your pastor talked about seed sowing, gift giving, authoring, tithing. How many different ways is he trying to collect money at this place? Oh, my goodness. You would have thought I hit the lady in the face with a two-by-four. I didn't mean to be so forward, but I was hungry. I wanted to get this if this was legitimate. Otherwise, we were moving on down the road. I was looking for a way to get out of this anyhow. And she didn't know what to say. And I looked at a few books, and I didn't find any. But I said, well, you know, I'm not going to buy this whole bookstore. There's like 60,000 books in here. Um, so anyhow, I started to walk out. And as I was walking out that day, there was a table, little folding table with some CDs, not in any fancy cases, just little white sleeves and a, a little sign that says, free, take one. So I said, free, that's my price. I'll take that. So I snatched that thing up, and we walked out the door, and I put it in my CD player, uh, and I started listening. And that is a resource that if you mention it to Kyle, when you meet with Kyle, you say, I want that. I want that resource. It's called Tithe A Fence. Tithe A, the letter A, Fence. You tell him, and we will make sure we send that out to you. It transformed and changed my life forever. Because I began to understand that giving had nothing to do with God. God didn't have any money. God didn't need any of my money. It all had to do with me and benefits of me and how I can have an impact in helping others. And, and all, ultimately, we understand the ultimate thing we are all here for is to teach the good news of the kingdom and receive eternal salvation. That's the number one game. But it takes resources to get that done. You've got to fund that. They're funding the resources that are corrupting our children's minds. They're funding the resources that are transforming the world to be what the enemy wants. Who else is going to fund the kingdom if not for us, right? But we're back to that practical issue. It takes provision. You have to have it to be able to give it, right? So what we're here for this week is a little bit different because we're, you know, Pastor Gary delivered the kingdom and your church always delivers the kingdom as I uh, heard at the opening of service. Uh, but the issue is now we want to get down into some of the practical. Now, don't be disappointed. We don't have a bunch of charts and graphs to show you. We do have a specific tool, though, that God gave Pastor Gary over 30 years ago that we're going to make available to each and every one of you. And it's absolutely no cost, but no cost. Come on. What, there's got to be a catch, right? So my wife and I go to this thing called a provision conference. It's a, about six months after attending the church. Pastor Gary has this once a year, and we attend it. And again, we're now in church, but we're still financially devastated trying to make it week from week. And I said to my, you know, we, we, they have breakout sessions where you can learn more. And there was one class called Get Out of Debt, Safeguard Investments, Build Wealth. And my wife says, well, we should go to that one. No, no, no. We don't need to. I said, look, I've run multi-million dollar businesses. I, I've been in financial services for 30 years. I've got, no, I, I don't, there's nothing they're going to tell me in there. We need to find some supernatural God class. 
She goes, well, I think I'm going to go to that. Well, that's fine. You go to that. I'm going to go over here to this, you know, I'm going to find some supernatural God class to get us out of this mess. And honestly, today, no offense to the teacher of that class, I still don't remember what class I went to. But I do remember this. When we met up afterwards, because before we broke up and went different ways, I told her, listen to me carefully, though, and listen this time. Do not give them our name, our address, our cell phone up, nothing. Okay, I don't know what the scam is, but I don't want any part of it. Don't give them anything. So sure enough, we got back together after the services, and she came bouncing down the steps with a big smile on her face. Yep, signed us up for Thursday night. I was like, oh, come on. But you know what, folks? I didn't have any answers. I was beyond the end of my rope. And so I, I, I went in there, both arms crossed, wanted nothing to hear about it, wanted nothing to do with it. But because I didn't have any answers, I agreed. And we went and we sat down before that person. I made it as difficult as I possibly could for, for her, the money coach, and uh, gave her our information. And then we were set for a second appointment. And so the first appointment is where we give basic information. No private social security numbers, no account numbers, just general. I have this visa card, this monthly payment, this balance, this interest rate. I have a mortgage with this interest rate, this monthly payment, that kind of round information. And then they put it in this program that God literally inspired Pastor Gary and designed that can show the average family out of debt, including their mortgage, in as little as five to seven years without changing their job. Now, obviously, if you're unemployed, we're going to have to have some increase. <laughs> a job might be required, right? But I'm just saying that there's, that's 87%. So we, we go, and, or 86%, so we go back to the appointment. I'm like, this is going to be good. Wait till you see what she pulls. She'll pull a bill out and we'll owe $1,200 more, you know. She sits before us and she puts a big sigh. She says, well, we like to show people out of debt in five to seven years, uh, but yours is going to take 11.9. And she was disappointed. I looked at my wife. My wife looked at me. We jumped up out of our chairs. We were like, you're kidding me. I'm like, are you sure that's right? I don't even, are you kidding me? And she's like, she's like taken back. She thought I was going to be disappointed. See, we were scheduled to be in debt for eternity. We weren't paying many of our bills. Guess what? If you owe money and you're not making a payment, guess how long you're in debt for? Eternity. Okay. So 11.9 years, I could see 11.9 years down the road. I couldn't see eternity, but I could see 11 point. So hope rose up. So people ask us all the time, what do we do at Ford Finance Group? And we deliver hope, hope, a solution, practical step by step, right? So anyhow, that got me excited. What that did was cause me to uncross my arms. It caused me to go, well, let me look a little bit closer at this. And so there's a book. If you have an appointment with us, uh, either in person or online, for those of you who are watching online, we're going to get you a kit. And in that kit uh, is a book called Fixing the Money Thing. So I cracked Fixing the Money Thing open. I started reading it. I started learning some ways to find fragments. I started learning some different ways of doing things. And I went back with that new knowledge. And I said, hey, let's update the plan because we found some fragments. So when we did that revision on the plan about a month later, we were no longer going to be in debt for 11.9 years. Now we had it down to seven. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And each week I kept hearing this, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, hear this, hear that, supernatural, giving, receiving. And I said, you know what? I'm going to I want to learn more about that. Because I, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised in a denominational church. You didn't raise your hand unless you had a question. That was frowned upon. And again, tithe was something very quietly done in the back room. I never forget how many times my dad, he's now 86 years old, 
and I asked him about a couple years ago, I said, Dad, how many times did you draw the short straw? He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I remember growing up in the church because we were one of the founding families of a church that went from about 13 families up to well over 3,000. And I, I said, I remember you all, whenever money was a crisis, they'd take all the old men off in the gymnasium and draw straws of who was going to refinance their house to keep the church going. That was, their, that was their solution for finance. And he goes, about five times. Five times my father had refinanced our house to be able to keep the church alive. And, and most people at that church don't even know his name. They don't even know the history there, right? But I remember sitting down with the head pastor of that church after many years at my parents' 50th wedding anniversary, and tears came down his face. He said, Steve, I'm so sorry that we didn't teach finances. I said, no, Pastor Jim, you did. You taught the Word of God. We just didn't have ears to hear. But there's new revelation that you actually you didn't know, and that's okay, but we know it now, so let's apply it. Let's get, let's get the answers, right? So that's what, when, when this new revelation came and I learned how to, the purpose of giving and receiving and how that when I say I need five real estate clients with absolutely certainty, I know that if I follow the recipe, the equation, with absolute certainty, I will have that which I asked for. When Pastor Gary says he hunts the deer the way he hunts them, it actually happens literally that way. But my favorite story was the year he didn't get his deer, okay? That year where, you know, it didn't work out, okay? That's the story that caught my attention because guess what? Most of us know that story best. We know how it didn't work out, you know? If we can figure out how to stop making that happen, we can move on, right? So we, we reached this point. We now had hope. We now then applied the kingdom principles, and it didn't take eternity. It didn't take 11.9. It didn't take seven. It took four years 27 of 28 accounts paid off a half million dollars of debt, everything but our mortgage, in four years. That's what God's plan is. When you take the spiritual, the practical, you get supernatural results. And so, so that's what happens. So now you've jumped forward a number of years, about five years into it. You know, we're now out of debt. My wife now, who again, when we had our businesses together, I kept them separate because we would have killed each other. Uh, if we were trying to do business together. Forget about it. We, in the real estate office, I, I'd come into the office, she'd have red and blue and green and pink files. I'm like, this is a professional business. We only use green hanging folders. What do you have these ridiculous looking color folders here? I sound like a real nice guy, right? When you come work with me. But no, and, and, and so, I mean, yeah, it, so Pastor Drenda, Gary's wife, looks at me and says, so have you ever thought of working together? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. She goes, I really see that. I'm like, what? No, my wife's got a great banking job, good benefits. Now, hmm, interesting. That's all that she said. And of course, sure enough, not too many months later, my wife and I were now working full time together. And we are to this day. And again, we can't even imagine. I can't comprehend her not being back at that table at this event because that's how we are today. Again, the, what the enemy had designed to destroy us, a table has now been prepared before him to show him, no, no. This is, this is one of mine, and this is now, now we're going to move forward and take territory with this testimony. And that's what we're really here about today. We're here today about your testimony. Because as I shared before, the challenge is, is that our call as a body of Christ, as a church, is to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. But guess what? There's much louder voices out there today. There's much louder voices in these phones, in social media. We've seen influence applied 
that 10 years ago we couldn't have even imagined. 20 years ago didn't even exist. So the enemies upped the game, brought new tools in, and praise God that we're able to be with some of you that are online today because those tools, we can either say, well, I'm going to shut this thing off and I'm going to throw it away and I'm never going to use it. Or we can take it and we can draw it out as a sword against the enemy. And we can, reach the, we can reach the lost on that playing field. And so that's what we're called to do. We're called to get a story there. But you know, we talk about funding. And we certainly need to fund our missionaries all over the world. We need to do that. That's very, very important. But you know, there are Christians that today are being persecuted. Yeah. I, I met a, a, a gentleman uh, from Uganda who talked about Christians literally being burnt in barrels of acid. Okay, you want to talk about standing up for your faith. How many of us are, don't even come out and declare it to, to you know, somebody we know, family members even, right? And yet they, they're taking that. But you know what? That person who's a Steve Higgins, who's a nice guy, who has you know, average family, sitting in that cubicle next to you at work is just as near eternal death as that person that's being persecuted in Africa. In fact, the person that's being persecuted in Africa, when they die, they're now with him in eternity. So, and that person in that cubicle that doesn't have, has not heard the good news of the kingdom is now in eternity in hell. And that's the issue is that we have that power. You have that access. Pastor Gary, they're not turning it on. I sat before a pastor that many of you would know his name about three years ago, two and a half years ago because they were proposing that we might go to his church and, and talk about money and meet with their families like we're proposing to meet with you. And he wanted to investigate us and check us out. And my two pastors, my bosses, Pastor Gary and Pastor Drenda, were sitting next to me. And this pastor, uh, uh, minister, uh, is, is sitting right there. And they were asking about things. And I said to them, I said to this pastor, I said, well, was, sir, with all due respect... If I'd ever seen your TV show come on, I would have flipped the channel as fast as I could. Now, this isn't just this gentleman. This is him, his daughter, his son-in-law, the entire board of directors. And I said, oh, yeah, if I ever saw you on TV, I'd flip the channel. Oh, my goodness. My boss looked down at the table at me like, I, I'm not quite sure I just heard that right. But I was being honest and truthful with this person because I wouldn't have listened to his stuff because I had no understanding of what his life was or evidence and it turned me off and you see that's the problem that person in the cubicle at work those sons those daughters those friends that you're trying to reach they they don't want to hear you're jumping up and down singing praise and loving if they don't see the evidence in your life of something they want of something that gives them hope and that's what and so so that's what i said but i said to the and, and while there was a little bit of a gasp i said but pastor I said, the thing is, if it weren't for your ministry, my pastors would have never started their ministry. And if it weren't for their ministry, my wife and I would likely, one or both of us, be dead today. I said, so for us, it's like coming home to grandma and grandpa's house. Well, that lightened the mood in the room at the moment, okay? <laughs> but the issue was that was just me telling my story to them. Because, and that's what I want to convey to you all is that when we meet with you, again, we like people to pull on us. We're not going to push on you. 
So if you meet with us, don't worry about us calling you, emailing you, putting you on a drip campaign, you know, doing any of this kind of stuff. We're here to help and serve you. There's a different starting point for everyone, okay? For some people, you can relate to my story and say, yeah, we're buried in debt, we can't pay our bills, we don't know where, where we're starting. There's a starting point for you and we're going to help you there. Uh, and again, we're going to be able to show you a plan in writing, your numbers, that puts you on that path. Now, people ask me all the time, that debt plan, how often does it work? And the answer is 100% of the time. 100% of the time. If you work it, it, the plan works. Okay, just like my exercise programs. They're not working because I haven't taken them out of the plastic wrap. Okay, it's not Tony Horton's fault that I'm not doing a downward dog today. That's my fault. I need to do that, right? But in the financial world, and, and it is important to do that, in the financial world, it's the same thing. You have to apply. Now, here's the best part. Now, I run Pastor Gary's company. I've you know, been out of debt for that period of time, all these different things. Guess what? Life keeps happening. You know, things keep happening. I was getting ready to speak at a provision conference about five years ago, and things were on fire. We were headed in a great trajectory, and we get a big envelope at the house, certified mail. I'm literally getting ready to speak that afternoon, and my wife, Mindy, calls me. She says, Steve, you're never going to get what I just signed for. I said, oh, it'll be great. Let me have it. You know, because we've now learned those things no longer depress us, they excite us because we understand it's just a stupid little enemy, uh, attack of the enemy, and we already have the victory. We just have to pull together the plan, call on the Holy Spirit, get the plan, and then walk it out. So those things that used to, oh, what's broken now? Is it the dishwasher, the car? What's the, we don't get that way anymore. Okay, we just say, hey, it's game on. Let's do it, right? So sure enough, she says, well... We're, get, we're getting audited by the IRS. Well, I mean, if your income goes up by five times and your giving goes up by ten times, it, you know, it causes some questions, right? And so, again, I, I've got all this faith, right? I know how to do it, right? What did I do? Oh. I sat at a table for about ten minutes staring at this certified mail. And my wife came in that kitchen and just jerked the slack out of me. She said, what is wrong with you? She goes, who are you? No, more importantly, whose are you? I was like, yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Let me straighten up. She goes, you got to go speak at provision conference. So what do we do? I took the envelope. I stuck it in my binder. And we opened the provision conference with my IRS audit. Okay? That's how you do that, right? The enemy declares war on you. You declare it right back on him and say, but guess what? I'm not just rebuking what you're throwing. We're taking another 10 yards from you, buddy. That's what we're doing. And so that's, so what happened? What do I do? I went to the software. I entered my data. We started another plan. You know, that's the issue. Life keeps happening, but you'll have another plan. You update the plan. You start from where you're at, okay? So maybe debt is, uh, is an issue. Maybe you say, well, we don't really have any debt. Uh, well, we have a mortgage, but we don't have any other debt. Okay, well, stop paying your mortgage payments. Guess what? You'll find out it's a debt, okay? Okay, so let's get free of that. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's, we still do a plan, but some of you are going to say, you know what, Steve, we have no credit cards. We have no mortgage. We have no car loans. Uh, so we're, we're good. Really? How much do you have set aside for retirement? What do you have saved up? You know, if you want to, if you're currently making about $50,000 a year, it will take roughly two to $3 million sitting in an account, spitting off income, interest income for you to be able to maintain, not increase. 
So think about $50,000 a year. That determines where you eat, where you shop, where you live, how generous you're able to be to others. So if you need two to $3 million positioned to be able to maintain that lifestyle, some of you might be reflecting now going, I know we were out of debt and I thought we were fine, but we might be a little short, okay? And that's okay. That's why I say there's a different starting point for everyone. We'll meet you where you're at because what we do next is then forecast, okay, what do we need to establish? What do we need to gather and harvest so that we can have the safety that we need to have to be able to retire and able to be generous to others? And then some of you say, you know what, Steve, I have $10 million in the bank. I have no credit card debt. I have no school. I'm good. Well, praise God for all that. There's evidence in your life. So we know you've been applying principles to get to where you're at. People need to hear your story more than anybody's, but are you able to be generous in every occasion? How much of that that you have are you able to sow and give? Okay. And the issue is people ask me as a believer, how much money do I, do I believe a Christian should have? And this is going to sound like a very arrogant answer, but it's factual. The answer is more, more. That's what you have to have as a believer because, again, as I said earlier, who's going to fund God's assignments, whether it's missionaries around the world or whether it's this church right here that's in Dighton, Massachusetts, that's reaching the people in this community. We could all leave this building, and it wouldn't take very long to find people who currently are on a path straight to hell. Eternal damnation and suffering, and you have the answer. It wouldn't take us too far to be able to find out somebody that needs the cure for cancer. The cure for cancer. Folks, it's in this house. We already have it in the Word of God. And people say, well, that's awful bold, Steve. But you know what? My sister, my cousin, my aunt, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you lost somebody to cancer. The enemy won that battle. But what if, what if we know for a fact that there is a cure for cancer? We have the answer. It's, it, it's God's will to live and not die. He said it. But my dad always has said that his whole life. Well, if it's the Lord's will, I said, well, praise God for that because his will is that you live and not die. See, my uncle, he said, well, if the creek don't rise and some other, some other saying that everybody used to say, well, guess what? The creek rose. The creek rose. He, see, he saw, my uncle saw myself and my wife and our marriage falling apart his son and his wife, and their marriage falling apart. And he just gave up hope. He didn't want to live. He didn't want to see any more of what he saw. And he spoke different words, and his wife and people that dearly loved him who gathered around him spoke different words. Spoke, you don't look good today. Your color's really off. I bet you don't feel good. Oh, it's so sad. And then quietly in another room, he's not going to live very long. He's not going to... See, what I learned from Pastor Drenda, which has been there in the Word of God the whole time, that there's power, life, and death is in the tongue. And what you speak and what you confess is what happens. I've seen it. You see, the world knows it. If you've ever heard of a book called Think and Grow Rich by a person named Napoleon Hill, one of the greatest success books ever written, Think and Grow Rich. When he wrote that book, he actually had another transcript that he had locked away in a vault. And, that, and the rule of it was it was not allowed to be released until the passing of both he and his wife. Okay? Well, that's weird. Why wouldn't you? If it's so good, why would you hide it away like that? Well, see, he knew one thing. He knew that every one of his principles were based on the Word of God. But if he told the world that it was based on the Word of God, he'd sell a lot less books. So he left it aside. But when his wife passed away, 
the book was released called Outwitting the Devil. And guess what? I don't care whether you're talking about Tony Robbins or all these other people. You know, today, his new fascination is to put as much profanity in every sentence as he can to impress upon people, shock them or something. What's that about? But you know what? You strip away all that rubbish and you go to the core success principles of any person in this world and you will find the Word of God because it is that infallible and it works. It even works for people that aren't believers if they apply the principles right. You know, the law lift works for anybody that gets in a plane and takes off. You see, that's how it is. You know, but if they don't understand that law, the law of gravity is going to show them a different thing, right? You heard that in the session with Pastor Gary. But this is what we have to get a hold of, folks, is we've got to understand that the most important thing about our time here today is your story. It's your testimony. It's the evidence in your life. It's you being out of debt, having more than enough, being able to be generous on every occasion. And so we want to talk about those things and principles with you. So with that in mind, what we're going to do, I just want to give you the, the concept here. So we will be here, and I brought Kyle, who happens to be my number one money coach. I shared this with Pastor Maria earlier, um, just a, a little bit of background on Kyle. His first year with our company, he did 10 appointments. Okay, we'd like to have an associate do about 10 appointments a week. No, Kyle did 10 appointments for the entire year, okay? He had the right heart, but he didn't really know that he could meet people or connect with people or how was he going to, who was going to listen to him, right? You know, and uh, it was his thought. Through some changes in his mind, through evidence and understanding, and through literally Holy Spirit intervention and direction, he began to walk it out. I remember we went to our very first conference because we said we thought there were going to be like 200 people there. There were 3,000 people there. We're like, I need all hands on deck, Kyle. You're coming. He's like, no, 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 no. Okay, I'll come, but I'm only going to collect the data. I'm not going to present a plan. I'm not. Okay. So we go to this conference, and I, he, he did a great job collecting data sheets, and we went back to present plans. He goes, well, I think I might be able to present a plan or two. So he starts presenting plans. Finally, this gentleman comes up. He's got several million dollars. Kyle comes over to me. You're, you're going you're gonna to need to look. You're going to need to help me on this. I said, and so he casually walks back to the, uh, yes, I just wanted uh, Steve to step in and give you some insight. So I started talking. And a guy turns around and goes, Steve, I like you. With all due respect, Kyle was doing a great job. Could I just work with him? Well, that changed everything. I praise God for that moment because it transformed his mind. It transformed my mind, my heart. It was amazing. And that following year, Kyle was our number one money coach in the entire nation. He met with more people than the top, next five people combined. But you know what the big impact is? The big impact is some of the vendors we work with, they have big national conventions. And, all, and they come in and they do big events. And, and these guys were like, we want this guy to come speak at our convention. I'm like, I'm not sure about that. No, no, we do, we do. I, I'm like, I will only allow that to happen if you get a picture of how he operates. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, let me describe his uniform. You all are in your fancy blue suits, your $2,000 blue suits. You only meet with the elite people. You meet with people that have at least $500,000 or more. You only want to talk to the, well, yes, of course, that's how you do business. You know? Oh, okay. I said, Kyle meets with everybody, regardless of where their starting points. Well, that's stupid. You can't make money doing that. He only recommends these particular products that pay the absolute lowest fees and commissions. Well, you can't make any money doing that. That's stupid. 
really? Well, then why are you asking him to come speak at your convention? <laughs> so, and I said, and this is the best part. He does it 90% of the time in a t-shirt, shorts, a ball cap turned backwards, a headset, and Chewbacca slippers, okay, in his room. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, while you're all off having your cocktail dinners and your seminars with dry chicken at the country club to entice the rich and wealthy to go do it, Kyle's just helping people. He's giving them hope. And they're like, okay, you know, but you can't make money doing it. I said, once again, why are you asking him? He's, you know, top people in your company. That's why you want him. That's what God does. He confounds the wise. You know, they're sitting there going, how did this happen? And that's how it happens. If you're looking for a resource on that, Power of Rest is a great resource. Pastor Gary, the blue book, actually articulates and lays out step by step by step of revelation that he just experienced within the last six or seven years. Okay? So with that in mind, um, what we do is after service, we have sign-up sheets in the back of the room. So you just go back. The first appointment, we do this in one to two appointments. Now, why did I say one to two appointments? For some people, the starting point is going to be in this kit. And we're gonna, Kyle's going to spend 30 minutes with you, and he's going to run through, hear a little bit of your story, where you're coming from, and then give you your next step, okay? For some people, it's not a second appointment yet. It may be a second appointment a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, okay? For other people, the second appointment will be this week, okay? Or, or as soon as you're able to meet with them, again, in person or online. But we're here for four days, okay? So we're going to do the first appointments on Monday and Tuesday if you want a physical appointment right here at the church, okay? We'll be doing that on Monday and Tuesday. Time slots will fill up, so go ahead and get your time. If a time slot is not available or you're not able to do it or you're online, then you'll, what we'll do is you'll do it by web, okay? So you can go to, I'm going to give you a, a web address, uh, to, to go to your, uh, do the plan by web, but it's called forwardfinancialgroup.com, www.forwardfinancialgroup.com. That's F-O-R-W-A-R-D financialgroup.com. I know that's long, but that's what it is. And you can simply answer a few soft questions and then request a plan. In the who referred you, I'd like you to put down the name of the church, okay, so that we know who, where you're coming from, and we can make sure you get directed to the appropriate money coach, okay, which will be Kyle, okay? And I have other money coaches that if Kyle gets, you know, too many appointments, we want to get you taken care of right away, so I have other money coaches that will also be able to step in and help by web. But here on site, um, Kyle will be meeting with you on Monday and Tuesday. Then, if it's appropriate to have a plan done right now, which it'll be for many of you, then we'll go ahead and Kyle will actually work through the night, on Tuesday night, he likes doing this, so he'll stay up all night, and he'll put your personal plans together, and when you meet on Wednesday or Thursday, you will leave with your physical plan that's showing exactly what your situation is going to be, how many years of debt to be out of debt, or how much money you can have developed and saved safely by retirement, okay? So those are, those are the two steps to the process, first appointment, second appointment. For some of you, you might do the first appointment in person, which I really encourage because you want to meet the person you're talking to. You want to meet the person directly face-to-face -face, if you can that's speaking into your life. But, so you're going to do that. And then the second appointment, if the schedule doesn't allow, will be done over the web. What's funny about the circumstances is, you know, again, the enemy, if, if he is for you, who can be against you, right? We sang that over and over this morning. 
The issue is, I, I can still remember two and a half, three years ago when we were starting to develop online activities. Here's this guy sitting in his room helping literally thousands of people with their finances in his Chewbacca slippers and, and becoming a top person in the company in the nation. And, and as the, all that's happening, I can still to this day hear Pastor Gary saying, uh, I don't like that. We want to do it face to face. You can't do appointments over the web. And, and I, I understood his sentiment, but I said, sir, it's a new world. It's a new way. And people are doing business this way. So we started moving that way. And of course, when Kyle's numbers came in, he goes, well, I guess you can do it. And then what happens? COVID. Everything shuts down. Forget it. And guess what? Those guys that were in their $2,000 suits mocking, laughing at, at Kyle's operative methods were banging on the side of the ark when COVID hit. How do you do it? How do you meet with people? We can't do anything. They had some of their worst years. Many of these guys, multimillionaires, had had their worst years that they had in many, many years. And we had our best year in 2020. Praise God for that, because that's what He does. He makes a way of escape. You stay on His path, you stay on the direction He gives you, and you'll have that, okay? It's not always easy. The tests still come. The enemy has legal access to do that. But you, can you stand beyond that test? Can you rise above it, and can you go back to take more territory? So back to the purpose. The issue is we want to give you that written plan. We want to give you those strategies that you can apply to your life so that you can have the evidence, so that people don't look out into the world and say, oh, I want to be like this person. I want to have what that person has. They're going to say, I'll have what they're having. And what is it that you're having? You're having the kingdom of God. Okay, so that's what we'll have. So anyhow, um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up. If you, again, if you meet with us, we're going to get this kit to you. If you meet online, we will mail these kits to you, okay? Uh, but you do need to indicate that, uh, that it's come from this event. So you get this, because we don't send this to just anybody. We believe something very special occurred here in, in Pastor Yuri and I getting to come to Dighton, Massachusetts. You see, you'd think that, well, something big would happen if you were at a church that was in, had 3,000 people and a television network that went all around the world. And great things do happen. But something very special happened when Pastor Gary and I got in our plane and came and flew to Dighton, Massachusetts, because it had been after almost a year and a half, two years, since we'd been able to go out there. And we got back on the plane, and Pastor Gary just said, he goes, Steve, he goes, that was the match that just lit, lit the fuse. He said, That's, he said, we will remember Dighton, Massachusetts. We will remember that moment for the rest of our lives. And we believe that, and we believe that for you, you will mark that same spot and that you will go out into this community and the testimonies that come out of this time together will literally spread like wildfire throughout Massachusetts, Rhode Island, the whole, the whole region up here. And people want to know how it is that you're having what you're having. So praise God for that. Thank you very much. That's powerful. Hallelujah. I'm just so blessed. I know you are too. My goodness. So are you ready to meet with your hope dealer? I didn't say dope dealer. I said hope dealer. <laughs> you ready to sign up? If you haven't signed up, you can go to the back table and do so. Those who are watching online, forward, the word like move forward, forwardfinancialgroup.com. And then you'll want to 
put Father's House Family Church as the referring church. I put that in comments so you should be able to see that. I hope every family or every individual takes advantage of this. It's no cost to you. Usually you pay several thousand dollars to do this with other companies. Oh, they'll sit with you. Many companies will sit with you and do it, but you'll pay a price. There's a cost. And so now we're gonna, we have work to do, though. Like he said, it works if we work it. Don't sign up and, and then do nothing and say, this didn't work. <laughs> That's on you. It works. It has worked for everyone who has worked it. Amen. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Again, he said we all start in different places, and uh, so we all have our start, starting point, but we know where the finishing point is. Amen. What can you do when you're completely debt-free? Anything God wants you to do. Amen. Come on and stand with me this morning. Did you enjoy that this morning? Did you get something? Amen. Me too. Glory to God. Father, I just thank you for this time together. Thank you for Mr. Steve and Kyle. Thank you for sending them to us. Thank you for Pastor Gary and uh, Pastor Drenda and the ministry there at Faith Life Church and Gary Cassie Ministries. We thank you for sending them here to us. I thank you so much that uh, you just confirmed in their hearts for them to come and we welcome them with open arms we receive everything as we meet this week I thank you for the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God that will be present there I thank you Father God for just a, a flame that's ignited on the inside of each and every one of us as we move forward in faith and we are financially free in Jesus name I thank you for it we give you praise and honor in Jesus name come on if you agree Agree, say amen. Bless the Lord. You're dismissed. Remember to visit the back table.